0: I'm glad they didn't give me a sofa, because I might have just fallen backwards. Um, Great. Um, I I hate to say this, but Goff has just told me that um, Brighton and Hove didn't get promoted this year into the Premiership. I am a Norwich City supporter. That means you'll be playing Norwich in the next season. Terry, how do you feel about that?
1: We were hoping we'd pass you coming down as we went up, but there you go. I still say we for Brighton.
0: Very good, very good, brilliant, okay, uh, I, as I said before, it's such a privilege for me to interview you, so I've been in the New Frontiers family for like, th- I'm shaking, I'm not that. this might be the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, I'm a little nervous, i <laughs> have <laughs> oh, the other hand, um, since the Downs days, mm. and, and, so, and I've only ever seen you this small on the platform, so now you're like, quite big, so at Brighton. <laughs> Yeah, you're much better in real life. <laughs> okay. I, before we do, st- I, I'm going to start in a minute. But uh, <laughs> Goff yeah. always asks people to stay. When they come to Norwich, always asks you, to. has he asked you to stay yet? Because if he hasn't, then this is your invite. You mean to live here? Yes. Right. Well possibility. If I don't get in quick, then, then Steph will invite you to Camden. Yeah, <laughs> <that's happening. laughs> but he only wants over 40, so.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's us. That's that's yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, New Frontiers now, we, we've moved into this sphere and different teams. Uh, it's been going a few years like that. How do you feel that it's going? Has it gone how you thought it would? yeah I
1: think it's been very encouraging to see what's happened uh, even these last few days. Uh, the catalyst group are up at Stoneleigh. Uh, Steve Oliver was nearby here with his crowd uh, you guys are here uh, next week I'm going to be with P. J. Smythe and his guys. Uh, then the following week I'm with Jeremy in Manchester with his guys, and then I'm going to be down in Sussex with Dave Holden and theirs so all over you've got lots of things happening. It doesn't all have to be in one center anymore. Uh, Teams have arisen. Uh, People are stepping up, worship leaders, seminar speakers. Everybody's coming into a new place. Fellowships being formed, people getting to know one another. As we just saw just now, evangelists come through, new people all the time surfacing. It's great, really. And I think the alternative when Mark Driscoll first came saying, Come on, it's time for a new generation, which we knew was from God. Uh, I knew it straight away. Um, His idea was one person should step into that role. We looked at that, but I feel God's led us very clearly. And I think if you put one person, it would become rather formalized. Who is he? Do you know him? No, I don't know him. But this way, We all know you know mike you know the guys with him you you feel hey we love that guy we love this team we love working and that's being reproduced everywhere so i'm thrilled with it it's a joy to see and uh i I, i'm encouraged the way things are going i was also encouraged i think maybe it took a couple of years for fresh identities to get bedded in settled and now i hear on every side we're planting churches everywhere i keep hearing, oh, we're planting here we're planting there uh so After that little, maybe a couple of years of consolidation, and people said, well, church planting stopped, Uh, now it's blossoming again. And I think that's an understandable uh, process, just settling who we are, where we belong, training programs, multiplying, what Steph's doing among you, Phil Moore's doing over here, Andrew Wilson's doing over there. People are gathering new guys for training, I get invited into some of those, so hundreds of people are being trained, churches are being planted, strategies are developing. And I just hear about it afterwards. It's wonderful.
0: (laughs) So do you think, have we been able to maintain the New Frontiers banner? Do you think that's important that we've we've still, do you think we've still managed to do that?
1: I think it is important. I think that within the UK, our voice needs to be not lost. Uh, It's interesting, my son Joel reminded me the other day that he was in uh, a a conference in New York, as it happens, ten years ago, as how fast the years slipped by. And uh, he met Tim Keller, and Tim Keller uh, heard his name was Joel Virgo. He said, Oh, are you related to Terry Virgo? And Joel said, How do you know Terry Virgo? He said, he said to Joel, Well, New Frontiers is one of the most robust church planting movements in the world. So that's coming from ten, Tim ten Keller years. 10 years ago. And uh, Peter Brooks was in Sydney, Australia, and was at a meeting where Tim Keller was speaking. And he spoke about church planting movements, and he just said, "I like new frontiers," and Pete pushed through the crowd and said, "I'm with new frontiers." And so, I, I think it—it's—it's it's taken like 40 years uh, to cultivate and to develop, and I think it's foolish not to take advantage of ground gained. So, I think it's wise to let us know, "Hey, we've got these new identities, families coming together. It's important, yeah. but that also behind that is the same umbrella." Uh, uh, all the years of testimony that are there so yeah i think we need to keep doing that
0: brilliant now i'm just going to plug your book this is like 2008 i found this copy on my shelf it's actually my dad's but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought it was mine um in in i know you've been traveling a lot recently well you don't stop do you do you never feel like saying wendy Shall we watch Masterchef instead tonight, you know? Oh, I
2: watch that anyway. <laughs> no, I like that. Because you are travelling
0: a lot. I, and, I, and I've been reading back over your book. There are some on the bookstall. I don't know how much they are, but you can... Well, ask mm. off. <laughs> um, you said in there that the best is yet to come, both for you and for Wendy. And within... Because you've been travelling, are you seeing that? I know you're probably referring as well to revival. But are you seeing good things around?
2: Hmm. it's true that uh, Terry never stops traveling and I think he thrives on it actually he came back from Poland absolutely pepped last week so excited not only with what's happening in New Frontiers churches and movements but the uh, influence spreading now beyond New Frontiers and this was a gathering in Poland of church planters from all over Europe and also some people were there from America who actually initiated the conference But so exciting to be uh, caught up with a a sense of advance which is going on in different spheres around the world and to be part of that. And, uh, yes, I think sometimes when I have been with Terry, I remember a couple of years ago we were in America. We were there for three months, moving from place to place to place to place, and I was beginning to get a bit, whoo, you know, can we stop somewhere? (laughs) But, actually, I love it too. I love meeting people from... Many nations, many cities. We've been privileged to go to so many different cities around the world, and uh, just—I don't know which would be my favourite. Maybe Cape Town because we do have family there. <laughs> and beautiful, wonderful climate, wine lands, beaches, and family. So and that is very Norfolk. special. Norfolk as well. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you have the vineyards aren't so good here, I don't think. Really. <laughs> We can work
0: out something, there's a good test goes.
2: Yes, (laughs) you could try, you could try. They do say that English plonk is getting better.
0: Uh, I don't know, I never try English.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they say, I wouldn't know. So
0: signs and wonders as well. Um, I think, you know. I know Terry, you've been practicing your praying over the last few years, praying for backs and all sorts of things like that. And um, how's that going? (laughs) are you are you being successful
1: (laughs) when we first got filled with the spirit i was longing for revival and and we began baptizing the spirit and uh people were beginning to get baptized in the spirit i thought hey here it is everything's gonna happen now and uh, everything did not happen straight away we saw some things but gradually uh more and more feeling god wants to see us praying for the sick and seeing the sick healed so yeah more and more to be honest most Sundays at the end of meetings I'm, the meeting finishes I'm still there for another hour or so praying for people um and seeing yeah a growing number of people being healed as you said lots of backs being healed it's sort of situation where I have found a lot of liberty praying for people and then often come across people with arthritis and I thought oh well that's a different sort of thing and so I prayed. I prayed a lot. God, give me, give me freedom to pray for arthritic conditions. And seen quite a lot of people with arthritis healed. Uh, I was at the Crawley Church two weeks ago, saw some people with arthritic knees and joints completely healed. Uh, I took a healing uh, weekend at Woodside about maybe, what, six or seven weeks ago now. Uh, f- and uh, I was praying for some people, with arth- a lady with arthritis at the front, prayed for her knees. And then uh, I just said, just kick my hand. And, and she said, I, I, said, I can't. No, come on, kick my hand. And she just kicked up. She said, ah. And then she just did the other one. And her knees were completely. She said, what I need to do is kneel down. She knelt on the floor. She said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And she was completely healed. And the guy... <laughs> The the next morning, uh, the Sunday morning at Martin Tibbetts Church, uh, had a whole line of people coming up to say who got healed the previous day. And one guy came up and said, when Terry prayed for that woman being healed, he said, I was having a conversation at the back. I heard arthritis. I looked over. He said, I've had arthritic joints since I was, uh, before I was 10. It's all my life. I have to wear uh, special clothes and all sorts of things. And uh, uh, he said, as he prayed at the front, I was completely healed at the back. And, uh, so, yeah. So he told us, he stood at the platform and said, and I'm not wearing my thermals today. <laughs> so, yeah, God, God's, I seem to be finding more and more. Uh, one lady in um, the church at Sunbury, she said, did you notice me in the, in the band, and I, 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 in the worship group? And I said, well, I guess I did. And she said did you notice I can only get my hands this high? And I said, no. And uh, she said, well, that's it. And she showed me a scar on her vertebrae, about four vertebrae, long scar. She said, I've had surgery, I can't get my hands higher than this or further back than that. That's the range, would you pray for me? And I prayed for her, put my hands on her shoulders, prayed for her. And uh, I said, now just come on then, let's just raise your arms. And she began to, and she stopped, she said, I'm scared. And I said, well, come on, let's just try again, shall we? And uh, she just began to raise both arms, both arms. They were going higher and higher and higher. And tears began to pour out here and a huge smile. And her friends were all standing around cheering on. And and she put her hands right up. And then she put her hands on her head. And she said, I haven't been able to shampoo my own hair for years. Friends come in three or four times a week, do my shampoo for me. And she's touching her head with both hands. And then she held her hands behind her back. So, praise the Lord. So, more and more, I, I find it's, I find it's a, a, growing, a growing expectation. So, I, I prayed about arthritis. I prayed for it for weeks. Lord, I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. So, I'm beginning to pray for other things now. I don't see that in the Bible, but there you go. I'm praying all the time. Give me another area that I can see confidence in, because you say about praying for bad backs. I have confidence to see that happen, I guess, many, many times over the years. But, uh, so it's, I want to extend that. So I'm praying mm. for people with deaf in one ear. I saw one, one girl healed of that in Mexico. I want to see that more. And so I'm praying, Lord, give me faith for that. So, yeah, I'm looking to see it increased.
0: Um, lead, you've been leading, you've gone the distance you're still going, your story's not over yet That's what would you what advice would you give to leaders who are now in churches or whatever their situation what would be your non-negotiables that you say that has held me through the years
2: I was reading Psalm 48 the other day um, actually this will probably come up in my seminar a bit tomorrow but uh, I was it's all about the city of God and the vision. And I think you need vision at the start that you keep going for. There's a focus that keeps, it holds you steady. And I think that's probably one of the main things, the main, one of the main secrets of longevity in the ministry is that you, you don't get deterred or deflected from that original vision. And when I first met Terry, we were at Bible college and I think we together began to uh, understand something that God had about the church that we hadn't understood before. And that the church being the bride of Christ, being the body of Christ, being um, uh, that together we are one man in Christ. And Terry's commission really from God was to build a church, to build a house for God. And that's really been the thing which has been maintained all through our life, that that's what we want to see, is God's house being uh, not only built but being uh, extended. But also, I suppose that, that verse in Isaiah about cords being lengthened and strengthened, that's what we want to see. We want to see advance, but we want to see stability rooted in those original things that God showed us that were so important Uh, in the foundations of the church.
0: Great. Terry, do you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, I think on the personal level also, in terms of uh, sustaining and pressing on, uh, I've often been asked, is there there one verse that you would share? I think I, I always feel the verse that says, keep yourself in the love of God, is just so crucial. And George Mueller, you may have heard George Mueller, the great a man of faith who provided food and care for thousands of orphans over many years and uh, he said my chief duty every day and you think what's he going to say is to feed all these orphans he said no is to make sure my soul is happy in god i thought that i've clung to that my chief duty every day is to make sure my soul is happy in god that will help you keep going until you're as old as we are, you just uh, because there are many pressures on leaders. You see many heartbreaks, many things, disappointments, delays, setbacks, there's enough to get your head down. If your head starts going down and you want success, you'll start bullying people, you'll start manipulating people, you'll start using all kinds of things to try and make it happen, to keep the vision. But if your soul happy in God, you can still minister out of grace, you've still got something to give away. But you just need to make sure my soul is happy in God. And uh, I often say about the illustration of when you go on an airplane, uh, they say if you run out of oxygen, uh, if somehow there's a problem, they'll, these masks will drop down. And they always say, put the mask on yourself first, and then on your child or the one that's with you and and you could say no no that's that's selfish i must look after little johnny and put it on johnny first you know but you say okay johnny put this on and johnny says don't want it "Ah, no, no. and you're going put it on johnny and uh, (laughs) they they know what they're talking about (laughs) stick it on yourself first and so keep sure your soul's happy in god so that's my my preoccupation every day to get with jesus and Dwell, make my dwelling in him, make sure he's making his dwelling in me. Enjoy his love, celebrate his loving kindness, which is better than life. And uh, years ago, God said to me, your first calling is to be a worshiper. God is seeking worshipers. And uh, so I believe that's a key to keep pressing on. The vision, as Wendy said, bright and clear, keep it clear, and then make sure your soul's happy in God.
0: Brilliant. This is kind of my last question. Um, you've got a great blog. Read Terry's blog. I'm a bit—I stalk you on my Twitter and stuff. Um, and you're, recently, you've—you've you've talked about moving back to Burgess Hill. I know you've been at Kingston, moving back to Burgess Hill. Burgess Hill, which is where the whole story started. But what I loved about—I I was quite emotional actually reading it because. Um, you'd put something on there about Dave Holden and uh, Colin Barron, Dave Devonish, who you describe them as looking out for you. And I thought, and I'd previously been reading your book, and about how when Dave Holden was only 22 and he, he came, under, you, came to you, and, and I just thought how lovely that was. We have relational mission, which is, you know, just that we have the best we have the best name for our sphere, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's all about relationship. And, and I, lo- I love the way that they are looking out for you as well. And how would you encourage pe- How do you manage to maintain such uh, important relationships and, and to keep them up? Men aren't as good at keeping in touch, I don't think. <laughs> are they Wendy? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a real quality, to be able to keep that going. How, how would you encourage people here to keep up those friendships?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it is a huge thing. Uh, I, I stumbled on a program in America once we were watching television. I was flicking around. I came across a picture when Billy Graham hmm. was handing over his own personal library and making it a public library in his hometown. And it was a, it was a particular event. I didn't know it was going to happen. I stumbled on it. And uh, it was fascinating. There were three former presidents on the platform. As on this event, but the worship was led by Cliff Burroughs, and a solo was sung by George Beverly Shea, and another three. guy, uh, Wilson, I think his name is. I mean, that team have been together I can't tell you how long, and it is deeply, deeply impressive. I mean, George Beverly Shea, I think, was over 100. Uh, Billy Graham came to the podium using what we call a zimmer. Uh, to get there, and I mean, and these guys—they they started off as young men, and they're still together, mm. and it's wonderful. And I thank God for friendships. The one that you've just made reference to—I meet with Dave, Colin, and Dave D um, each year. We said at the beginning when we handed everything over, uh, the guy said, "Look, we want to make sure you're getting some fellowship. That we how things going. Let's come and let's see you. Let's have a day." Uh, once or twice a year when we can just hear, how's it going for you? What's happening to you? And uh, they came to see me last December. And uh, it was amazing, actually. They came on to me quite strongly and said, uh, we feel you should move. And uh, it was great uh, because it was out of the blue. Uh, we've had, we sized down, we raised a family of five wonderful children. And uh, they all married. They've got their kids. Uh, we had a sizable house in Brighton. We thought, time to downsize. Moved into London, where you needed to downsize because prices. And um, it's been difficult because I work from home in an office. Uh, We have three bedrooms. One's my office. One's our bedroom. One is my elderly sister's come to live with us. Uh, So we can't have people come and stay so easily. Um, We only have one reception room. So life has kind of shrunk. And we love having people come and stay. Uh, We've also got hundreds of grandchildren and families, <laughs> 19 actually, and uh, 19, we love 19. them coming and we can't do it anymore. So Colin and Dave, Dave D couldn't make it this time. They, they know about that and they said, oh, come on, you need to get out, uh, get, get some more space, get into, a, get, and get into a church that's got an office. We're with a kind of a church plant sort of field, doesn't have its own building and, uh, and it's been quite restricting. So out of their love for us, they came on quite strong and said, come on, we feel you should do it. And uh, Colin said to me at the end, he said, I know you, you'll say, I want to pray about it. He said, can't you hear God through your brothers? (laughs) 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 So I went home to Wendy, I said, I think God's been speaking to us, but it it was a big surprise. I said, well, where will we go? And Colin said, that's not the point. Will you leave? And... uh, like you know whoa this is real brotherly care yes, and it really that was really was and then dave holden said i'm i'm thinking of getting in touch with the guys in mid sussex to see if they'd be interested and uh and they came back very quickly yeah, yeah we'd love you to come <laughs> and uh i looked i looked on their website and joe says about going home interesting i went i looked on the mid sussex king's church mid sussex which have got a big warehouse now and it was the very first church we ever started outside of my home base at Seaford. So when people ask me the story of New Frontiers, I always say it started there. Yeah. And we went, yeah. I went on their history page, and there's Nigel Ring's home, uh, which is where it all started. So yes. I thought, hey, that's interesting. Um, so they're doing great. It's a great church. Uh, I know them very well. I was down there preaching a few weeks ago, and there are people that were in Nigel Ring's home when I started going there. Once every other week and started that church. And they're still they're still in the in the church there, but there are some about four or five hundred people there now and they're doing well. So we're looking forward to being there.
0: Lovely. Are. Brilliant. Well we wish you well even though you're not coming to Norfolk. No. yet. <laughs> There's always time. There's always time. Bless you. Thank you so much. You God you is very faithful. Yes. Faithful to you.